Greetings. Welcome to another Bible lesson slash podcast. And today I will be reading from the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verses 23 through 27 in IV. I repeat, I will be reading from Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27 NIV. Jesus calms the storm. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. In today's Bible lesson slash podcast, I'm going to be talking about what it means to have true peace. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today with reverence and honor. We come to you asking that you forgive us of sins we were aware of and sins that we were not aware of. God, we come to you asking that you help us, help us to do incredible things and things that only you know we can do, Lord, for your glory, God. Give us strength today. And always, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. In this story, Jesus shows us what it's like to have true peace. Having peace isn't easy when the storms of life surround you. But just like Jesus, we need to learn the essence of true faith. Jesus had faith because he believed with all his heart that no matter what happened, God would protect him. Revelation chapter 3 Verse 15, well, verses 15 through 17, NIV says, I'm going to give you some time to look for it yourselves. Then I'll go through reading the verse. I repeat, Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 through 17 verses 15 through 17 NIV says I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot I wish you were either one or the other so because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold I am about to spit you out of my mouth you say I am rich I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing but you do not realize that you are wretched pitiful poor blind and naked Now, some of you are like, what? But verses 15 through 16 in Revelations chapter 6, I mean chapter 3. I don't know why I said chapter 6. That may be a revelation for someone to read chapter 6. But in this case, I'm talking about chapter 3. And the verses 15 through 16 in this chapter mean that in life you can't do something halfway. For instance... You can only be good or bad. You can't be both. And that's what people get so confused about. They're like, well, what if I sin? What if, what if I make a mistake? That's understandable because everyone makes mistakes. No one is perfect. But you can't be considered 
a good person if you do a lot of bad things. That means you're a bad person. But then you'll say, but wait, I'm not perfect. And that's understandable. But at the end of the day, who are you? Are you good or are you bad? Do you stand for good or evil? And when people get confused about that, they say things like, well, can I have faith yet not have faith? No. Because one thing we should know about God is that God doesn't do a half job. If he did a half job, just think about how we would live. The earth wouldn't be complete. Nothing would be complete if God did things halfway. Uh, for another example, if there was food, right? There's food that is either cooked or not cooked. There's no food in between that that's like, I mean, you could get well done or you can get medium rare. Yeah, but that's still a form of the food being cooked. You can't have, you can't have, like, it's the difference from having raw meat and having cooked meat. Even if something's cooked a little bit, it's considered cooked. Moral, is, moral of that is that you can't, you can't have in between for some things in life. Most things in life, you can't have in between. You have to have one or the other. Verse 17 in Revelation chapter 3 means that in life, you could say one thing, but on the inside, be saying something completely different. That's like saying, I'm a good person, but then on the inside, you're completely evil. Or saying, I care about you, but then stabbing you in your back. Moral of this scripture and Bible story that I'm sharing with you is the meaning. It, wait, wait. Overall, this is going to blow your mind. Overall, this scripture and the Bible story that I shared at the beginning of this lesson share a common meaning. I know, right? A common meaning. They sound completely different, but they are much alike. In both of the stories and in both of the scriptures that I have spoken or said, they show you that your words may be one thing, but your actions can be another thing. Powerful. Think about it. The disciples said that they trusted God. But as soon as a storm came in their life or came their way, they were scared. But Jesus said the same thing. And when the storm came, he had great peace. If you ask me, the disciples represent us. It represents God's children and how we are today. And Jesus represents how he wants us to be. God wants to be able to trust us by our words. But how can he trust us by our words if our actions don't match up to those words? Let me repeat that. God wants to trust every promise we give him, everything we say we're going to do for his glory. But how can God trust us if our actions don't align with our words? Powerful. The moral of today's lesson is to give those of you who are living in a storm right now to trust God and let him lead you, even if you don't see your way through the storm. 
today's lesson, I want to share with you one last Bible verse from Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7 NIV. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts, and your minds in Christ Jesus. Overall, seek God in everything and don't let the storms of life make you lose sight of the one who will give you ultimate peace.
Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for each and everything that you've given us and each and everything that you're going to give us. Father, we come to you again asking that you forgive us of sins that we were aware of and that we were not aware of. And we ask, Lord, that you help us to do the supernatural, that you help us to do everything you've called us to do. And while we're doing it, no matter what comes our way, that you give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to pray for those who haven't accepted Christ. This prayer is for you. Father, we come to you today with a refreshed mind, asking that you come into our hearts and our minds and our lives and give us peace. Father, every situation right now that is troubling us, that we are losing sleep over, that we are stressing over to the point that it may kill us, Lord. Take that stress away, Lord. Take that pain away and give us peace. Because we know that you are peace. We know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And we ask that you come and make us anew today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening.